0: I when mean, he looked at it like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes and we couldn't stop them. You don't know. Okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammerings here.
1: OTB AM. Live. Weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app.
2: OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into
0: your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar
1: critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're, they're a great bunch. But it's not acceptable. They like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency. But they just dismiss you like, like you, you know, you've nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Yes, we have an All Ireland hurling final special. Willow Callahan, how's it going?
2: Morning, folks. How are you getting
1: on? Good now, and Owen. We're going to bring up the, the picks just now. I think you've had a, a last-minute change, Owen. Oh, not from not from this graphic, but take it away. Oh, <laughs> dramatic. Tell us, it's Owen, been, what happened? Uh,
0: I've just been swept away on a Kilkenny wave here. I've just been... Uh... The, the sort of the Yera Yera is obviously something that speaks to me and uh, I understand where they're coming from I understand the sages when they kind of pull up their hood and they say sure we don't have a chance in Sunday I understand what that means I speak their language and I know that, that means that they have a hell of a chance this Sunday and they persuaded me with, with that logic they've, they've kind of blown me away here with that and, and I think Kilkenny are gonna dethrone Limerick. I've just had a just a, I've just woken up this morning and, and had that realisation. Also my picks over the last couple of weeks have been absolutely appalling. I'm on an absolutely astonishingly bad run so I need to mix things up in some in some way.
1: Well last week was absolutely shocking for me. I went all out thinking that, Derry, you were going to do the business. And yeah, we we seen what happened. But Owen, so you've been in Limerick. You've been in Kilkenny. So you're feeling something a little bit different in Kilkenny then.
0: Well, I, I, I also think that there's a feeling in Limerick of nerves towards Kilkenny. Now, of course, that's just from the people you're meeting on the street. It's not from the team themselves. But I think a few people are still a little bit shook about what happened in 2019. Now, the reality may be that come Sunday, 2019 will be either A, a non-factor, or B, something that Limerick uses huge motivation in order to try and get revenge against Kilkenny, but there's definitely this sense that if some team is going to beat this Limerick team, it's going to be Brian Cody, and like, I I, I just wonder, like, do we sometimes underappreciate just how much Cody, kind of, how petty Cody is, and I mean that in a, in a positive way, and and how much he will be looking at the fact that Limerick are going for three in a row. Three in a row is a bloody hard thing to do, like, uh, two is, is tough, but three is really really difficult and Cody knows that more than anybody else, that maybe they don't get enough credit for actually doing their three in a row and, you know, he would have experienced it twice in the, the last decade as well where they got to and he couldn't get to three. And just that, that that sense of Limerick stomping over the Kilkenny team in the two thousands or at least being compared to them. I just I just think that Cody thinks about that sort of stuff and, and is pretty wound up and this year really went after this Limerick team and I'd say he's been dying to get another crack off him since twenty nineteen as well. So I don't know, I think I think there's enough to hang your hat on to make a reasonable case that Kilkenny can't do it this weekend. And I think that after the Claire performance I think you'd be uh, I think you'd be it, it, it would be strange to suggest that, that Limerick are our dom- are, are, are dominant team and are, and are going to blow Kilkenny out of the water especially if you bring into proceedings the the fact that Keane Lynch could be missing
1: Yeah 100% um, I, I, I'm not confident with Limerick I have to say I went back and forth and when Colm rang me yesterday I said oh I'm not sure if I'm going to go with Limerick and then just in the in the last second I did but uh, yeah, it, it was a tough call to make but I would not be surprised as you said, um, Brian Cody coming up against Limerick three in a row as you said is a tough thing to do so I would not be surprised if Kilkenny get over the line but I'm sticking by Limerick for the moment anyway Will, tell us why you've gone with Limerick
2: yeah, well, look, three in a row has never been completed by Limerick team until now. They're kind of chasing their great team of the 1930s currently where potentially they could do four and five years, which is even more impressive than doing three in a row. Kilkenny, uh, last team did three in a row back in 2008 on the run where they almost went five in a row were beaten by Tipperary eventually in that uh, classic final. But look... I think you'd have to have some concerns from a Limerick perspective just due to the fact that they're without a two-time hurler of the year most likely this weekend in Keane Lynch. Everyone is trying to work out exactly when he picked up the knock and how long he could potentially be out for because there's a lot of talk and rumours about 10 days and that may have happened at training on Tuesday. So then it's very unlikely he's going to be back in time for the final. I think Nash has had a knock this week but is expected to play. Not ideal though. One of your best players in defence could potentially have a niggle going into the game. and I think Aaron Galan was recovering over the last week or so as well. It's the quick turnaround of the two weeks that probably doesn't help. Limerick would have probably preferred if it was the old system where they had a little bit of extra time to even get more time into Peter Casey's legs where Keane Lynch would have had adequate recovery time after this knock to come back for the final. But like Limerick have had to do all year, they just have to kind of go with the flow and deal with the issues that they've had. I think the one advantage if you're Limerick about the Keane Lynch situation is that it's not been a case of Keane Lynch has been pulling the strings for them all season and has been in remarkable form and absolutely key to the way that they play and now he's picked up an injury on the eve of the All-Ireland Final. The reality is that since the second round of Munster, they've been without Keane Lynch with the exception of a few minutes off the bench in the semi-final when he didn't look 100% back to full fitness anyway. So they've been able to get game time all year into Colin and he's been playing remarkably well and you've got a team who are just so good at being able to adapt positionally and personnel wise around games too. And t- Tactically, Limerick are able to switch it up a bit and still players come in, and the machine just keeps on rolling. So, if any team was to lose a two time hurler of the year, Limerick are probably best placed to be without Keane Lynch this weekend because we already had question marks if Keane Lynch was coming back into the team about where Kyle Hayes was potentially going to play. Was Graham Mulcahy going to have to drop out of the team? If it means that they just have to go with the 15 that they did in the All Ireland semi final victory against Galway and rely on the fact that maybe Casey can come off the bench and that David Reedy can have another meaningful contribution, I think John Kiley would have taken that start of the season as you know, it's not exactly optimum to be without Keane Lynch, clearly, but Limerick have possibly been blessed by the fact that they've been able to try other players out in positions and to get game time into an eel during the season. So I think from that point of view, Limerick won't be overly concerned and that's one of the reasons that I'm tipping Limerick to win. I think they will find solutions to the problems that are placed before them when it comes to throwing at half past three on Sunday. And we're all talking about this Kilkenny ambush and I take the point that, you know, they hurled with remarkable intensity in the semi-final against Clare. You have to offset that against how poorly Clare played though and also the way that Kilkenny came out firing with a blitzkrieg of an attack in the 2019 semi-final. I'm not sure really how much relevance 2019 holds though because of how much the teams have evolved since. I think Limerick are a far better team than they were in 2019. I think there's no way that Limerick get caught in the way that they did by Kilkenny. They know exactly what's coming for them this Sunday. So I think that element of surprise might well be gone. But this Kilkenny team are obviously very good at spoiling it for opposition and that's going to be the strength that they look at it would be remarkable if they were to win this 12th of the Cody era having already lost two championship games this year but Kilkenny appeared to be at a better place now than they were at any other stage of the championship this season Hmm.
1: yeah I think that's the the thing with Kilkenny they seem to be getting better game on game they're constantly improving Owen is it the Clare game that really swung it for you that you've seen Kilkenny in action or is it that you're in Kilkenny and, and they're all swaying you?
0: Yeah, no. There's somebody with a a gun pointing at my head right now at the other side of this phone. Uh, Like, will does make a a good point there at the end that they just seem to have timed this run to the final perfectly? So yeah, of course, the the Clare semi-final is the the key point and all of that. Like, it'd be interesting. Like, I mean, if Clare had actually more accuracy that day, Kilkenny could have conceded quite an amount and I mean the, the situation with, with Limerick then is that you add their firepower onto proceedings and you could say that Kilkenny's defence as has uh, teak tough as it looked at times last time out that there is actually kind of a few holes, there are a few opportunities for teams to, to get on top of them but I don't know, I just think that these individual performances that we've seen from Kilkenny are kind of going in one direction. You've also got the hallmarks of a team that have done it in the past and it may just be you know the, the image of Richie Hogan who'll probably come off the bench at some point uh, maybe we'll come off the bench at some point which is the sort of thing that you're you're hanging your hat on with regards to this being the old Kenny and Will is right like 2019 is a long time ago but you could maybe ask why did the 2019 performance happen and maybe it's down to the intensity of a Brian Cody team it's Kilkenny and Croke Park and this year they look very good in Croke Park those couple of things will still be the case this weekend and a team just unbelievably high on confidence after what they did to Clare so I'm, not, I'm by no stretch making the uh, ex- extension here that because Clare drew with Limerick and Kilkenny hockeyed Clare that Kilkenny will beat Limerick that's not my logic whatsoever it's, it's different to that it's, it's just about the I'm always just getting swept away in the mystique around Kilkenny and I just have, I have a hunch that they're that they're going to do the job this weekend
1: yeah, and I feel that Claire didn't turn up whatsoever against Kilkenny. It was almost a, a different team altogether. I heard Tony Kelly speaking about it during the week as well. So I definitely don't think we could go off that. But you just can't ever write Kilkenny off. And we spoke with Brian Cody there, 24 years now, Will. Would this be the biggest achievement of his if he could go the whole way?
2: Yeah. I really felt if they'd won in 2019 it would have been his best All-Ireland coming back after four years of not winning and transitioning a new team after some of the best players of all time had finished up after the 2015 victory. Now even going an extra three years onto that it would be even more impressive when you consider he's bought three or four players uh, into the team this year and the way that they've evolved. I even think back to the league where Blanchfield was one of the best players that Kilkenny had in the league and yet he hasn't seen game time in Championship. We talk about Richie Hogan who's got no game time this year. What um, I wonder how much involvement Richie Hogan is going to have this weekend. We'll obviously get the match to say 26 because Kilkenny tend to name their 15 and the subs at around 9 o'clock on a Friday ahead of a big game. If Richie Hogan is involved this time, does he get sprung from the bench because they kept him in reserve for the semi-final victory against Clare. To do it, you know, with an ageing TJ Reid who's going, he's going to be 35 later this year, um, albeit he hurled remarkably well against Clare. Again, maybe he's timing is performances because uh, TJ wasn't having the best of championships. Remember he got the hook back in Salt Hill when they were playing against Galway, didn't play well that day. Had a few understated performances since and then, you know, very much came to the fore and scored 10 points the last day and everything that TJ hit seemed to go over. His frees were almost perfect uh, in the semi-final against Clare. Adrian Mullen put in his best performance of the year Owen Cody looked back to good form. Mikey Butler did a remarkable job and Tony Kelly can Mikey Butler do exactly the same on Aaron Gallan this coming Sunday? If he does, that gives Kilkenny a serious chance because you talk about the motivation of 2019 one of the things that motivated the players back in 2019 Paul Murphy has told us this on the Hurling Pod this week was that Limerick were talking a lot of smack going into that semi-final in 2019 and it was something that Kilkenny had actually talked about afterwards and even uh, the aforementioned TJ Reid had been particularly inspired by I think it was in by Seamus Flanagan who was talking about the fact that Limerick were talking about outworking every single team in the country and then that was huge motivation for Klkenny, a Kilkenny team who you know, had such an inspirational record in the previous 10 years before that it was like right these new boys are trying to come and take our crown and they went out and hurled just remarkable hunger and intensity that day in 2019 it will take a similar type of performance but <laughs> Kilkenny cannot afford like Clare who were understrength and underperformed the last day still had 26 scoring chances which they left behind them given how good Limerick are at shooting from distance and at you know chance creation during games they cannot afford to be that loose defensively even if Mikey Butler does a really good job on Aaron Galan if they cough up that many chances for Limerick Limerick will definitely win this final so Kilkenny have got tightening up to do on their semi-final as well although I have to say and I've said a few times done quick picks on OTBM this year I wasn't so sure about the way that Kilkenny were distributing the ball um, from an attacking point of view earlier in the season they seem to have got that right now there is more of a mix they're willing to run the ball through the lines they got better ball into their forward line in both the Leinster final and in the All-Ireland semi-final. So that's trending in the right direction if you're Kilkenny. Albeit, you have to come up against a Limerick defence who've got six all-stars across their six starting backs and their goalkeeper, Nicky Quaid, as well. So it's going to be a very difficult nut for them to crack at the weekend. Albeit, they have probably the hurler of his generation in TJ Reid to help them do so.
1: Yes, that is for sure. And I think the underdogs tag as well is an aspect that Kilkenny will just relish, as I said earlier in the show. So I'd be I'd be scared to see them um, at the weekend now coming in with that underdog tag. But we're going to have a look at the leaderboard before we go. Hmm. Oh, oh, one percent. <laughs> that was because of last weekend. I had a shocking weekend um, last week. I called it all wrong and Tommy got, I think, every single one right, didn't he?
2: he was the only one to go to golf for Galway I think yeah the rest of us were pretty much dairy across the board as I recall
1: okay wow and how many games do we have left is it just the the last two games oh god Need to catch this him the football
2: final, yeah. This is where we should have introduced the points difference this season. If, uh, if Adrian Barry was around and not on his holliers at the moment he would definitely be making a case that we should have had a margin for victory in points based on that to try and uh, keep this close going into the last weekend because we've all gone obviously for, well except for i have gone for Limerick this weekend so in all likelihood this is pretty much done and dusted uh, it's all going to come down on the football final isn't it?
1: It is, yes, so we'll have to see where we're all going to go. You never know, Owen, you could jump right up now that you're, you've been the only one to go for Kilkenny.
2: As long
0: as Kilkenny and Galway win these next two weeks, I'll be happy.
1: There you go. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> well, that was the GA Quick picks. Thanks a lot, lads. Cheers, lads. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time for them, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable.
2: O-T-B with Gillette.